Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elvis. Elvis will score. Elvis will score. On to the Eels. Look, the Eels, this is their year. They've got to get it done. Like, I, I just think losing Reed, losing Papali'i, uh, losing Stone. Who else did they lose? Um, is that it? Have they... They lost one other player, I think. Ferguson, they've lost this year. Did they lose anyone else? I thought they lost... Simonson walked back. Simonson, which I've ever said. He walked back in, but... I thought they lost one other player. Near Corey, is he going to the Warriors? Already? Yeah, near Corey. That's near it. Corey, That's yeah. it. Um, <clears throat> I do think that if they don't do it this year, it's not it's not going to turn into like oh, it's a complete rebuild. But I do think then it's probably two to three years before they'll crack have a crack at it again. Maybe yeah. twenty four months. Um, if it goes well. If it goes yeah. well, absolutely. So there, we've got their second row. We've got uh, average experience ninety two, average age twenty six. Uh, front row, average experience 76, average age 24. Uh, hooker, I really like that Mitch Rand signing. Um, hooker, average experience 140, average age 27. Lock, average age 26, average experience 76. Fullback, average age is 23, uh, average experience is 71. Wing, average age is 24, total experience is 124. Center, average age 23, average experience 51. Halves, Average age, 22. Uh, average experience, 61. What are your thoughts on the Eels? Uh, I think it'll be more of the same. I think worst case, they finish eighth. Yep. Absolute worst case. Um, now, I, I, in saying that, it will be an interesting year with Papali and with uh, Marnie leaving. It'll be interesting to see how that impacts them as a squad. Um yeah, I, I think they'll be a top eight side. They could be a top four side, but I still don't think they'll compete with those big three come finals times. But they got closer than they ever have. I don't think they deserve to lose against Penrith. Um, so, yeah, they're an interesting side. I think, I think you're right. It's this year or it's going to be interesting. Yeah, this year or it's another 24 months. They'll have to bring someone through. Uh, I really like the signing of uh, Mitch Rain in that hooking role. It just gives them so much depth mm. because, put it this way, 
let's say Mitch Rain plays against the Penrith Panthers for the Eels. Yep. Because like, and, and this is no disrespect to Ray because he's not he's not a hooker. He's a great back rower, a great thirteen, unreal thirteen. Um, but he he really struggled. He really struggled. You know, made a few errors. Um, and he was just doing his best. He, you know, there's not much he could do. The other thing you got to remember with Ray Stone, whilst everyone bagged him, he didn't play all season in reserve grade, then come into first grade. Oh, 100%. He sat in a hotel room for four months. Oh, yeah, totally. And totally. then was expected to be a first grade hooker against Penrith in finals. I, I, don't look at, I don't for a second look at it as Ray Stone's fault. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not sitting here going, uh, you know, Ray Stone, you're an elite athlete, you're an NRL player, you should have been better. No, he was almost set up for... A really tough, tough game. Kick, yeah. it, put it this way. If he went on and just played average, that would have been a miracle. This guy had barely played any footy, barely played any nine, and he was in one of the, the, the biggest pressure cookers, not just for a finals game, period. Like, tell me a tougher game that you've ever watched. It's up there with the toughest game I've ever watched. And he was put there right in the middle. Um, whereas he, if you had a guy like Mitch Rain, they probably don't miss a beat. That's after making, I would guess, 55 tackles yeah. in Brisbane against Penrith. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but Mitch Rain, 207 NRL games. That's pretty crazy. That seems like a typo. Is that a typo? Can you check that? No, well, mate, he's been around. What, I know he's been around. Did he debut at the Dragons? Is yeah, Dragons. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a gun. He's did, a gun. You, did you play with him? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He was a gun. Um, but that's like, it's pretty crazy. Like, Mitch Rain, 207 games. Like, you wouldn't really... Not a, it's yeah. not a typo. He's played 207 games, 131 were for the Dragons. And then did he go to the Gold Coast? Is that Then Panthers for five games, then Titans for 71 yeah, games. The Panthers didn't. Yeah, right. Um, so I, I really like that for them. Um, it also kind of future-proofs them. Uh, Hodgson's obviously coming next year. Is Rain... Do you have Rain in, in your 17 or not? Maybe at 14. I oh, probably have to look at this roster because, like, you know, maybe Bryce Cartwright is your 14. I guess, Christian, are you going to play Marnie for 80? Yeah, probably. It's, it's not, yeah. I, I, it's not like you've got a young hooker in the team that you're trying to get ready for the year after. You've got Hodgson walking in there. Yeah. So I, I would assume Marnie plays 80. I mean, with, with all due respect to Mitch Ryan, I'm hoping we don't see him this year because I want Marnie to play yeah, the full there. But, but what I mean is, is like, if, if he plays, if, if Mitch Ryan is in the squad last year, yeah, exactly. they yeah, make yeah. the final. Yeah, yeah that's fair. They, so they clearly didn't have the depth in a key position that they needed. Um, mm. You know, maybe not. Maybe Panthers beat them by more. I don't know. I'm just saying that. You know, there was that was a real glaring point for the Eels in in that game. Yeah. Um, look at their forward pack. I like it. You know, Junior Paulo, Regan Campbell, Gillard. I think they've really struck up a great pairing. They're still relatively young, only 28 years old each. Isaiah Papali'i. I'm really interested to see if he can back up that year again. Um, you know, was it just a flash in the pan, a desperate player trying to find his potential and then he relaxes this year or he goes to another level? Really, really interesting player, Ryan Madison. Now, he, like, I know he gets a negative rap with everything that happened to the Tigers or whatever, but he, or when he is playing, I know he struggled with injuries, but when he is playing, he always delivers high, high-quality footy. Yet the, the whispers are that the Eels aren't going to re-sign him. I'm a huge Maddo fanboy. Always have been. I think he's a great footballer. Um, I think he's the only bloke in this squad that's won a premiership too. And he he played a role for that Roosters side that won in 18 too. Uh, yeah, but it's it has been strange at Parramatta. He, he arrived there and I thought, he's going to shit into Origin this yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. He got so close. I think he was 18th man twice, missed yeah. out. And it's he really has fallen off the radar a little bit mm. since then. But 
I but mean, he's still delivering quality. Yeah, hundred percent. You know there, what I mean? There was a finals game where I think he scored two tries in, yeah. and like he, he can do things where he can he can produce a key offload. He can yeah. and get really, under a kick, and like he's got X factor to him. And really strong defense. Yeah, great defender. Yeah, um, I, I really like him out there on that right edge. There was times where they weren't using him next year and I, last year, and I just didn't just didn't quite make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I mean. You could argue Sean Lane's pretty similar. I don't think he has the high-end potential of Brian Madison, but he's sort of but floated. He'd be way cheaper. Heaps cheaper, yeah, but he's also floated in and out of first-grade bench. It's It's been strange how it's all... 25 years old, way cheaper. It's a tough call. Yep. I, I, I'm, I'm so torn with the Maddo because I, I agree with you, man. I, I believe Maddo is an origin-level player. Like, if you put him in that New South Wales side, I don't think they lose he's a fine. beat. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I think Angus, Angus Crichton <laughs> and uh, Cam Murray. I mean, fuck, jeez. Yeah. But if you put Maddo there, it's not like he's going to be exposed or anything. I think he actually goes quite well. <laughs> but where, like, if you're the Eels, do you do you try to re-sign him? Like, what's going on there? I would. I don't think there's too many better better second rowers out there on the market, but there would be better value. Mm. Second rowers out there. I, yeah, I, I, I think Madison. Has sort of got his back against the wall a little bit. So you think the Eels, have, because he doesn't play that much footy due to, you know, his injuries and that, do you think the Eels are kind of like, look, mate, you're on a big wicket. Like, we just can't really afford to have maybe a lot of money on a guy that's struggled a bit with injury. I think it also... Can you please get up how many games he's played in the last two years? I think it also makes it really tough if I'm Parramatta and I'm looking at Papali, who I'm paying a pint of Coke, and then I look at Madison, who I'm mm. paying a heap. Like, that maybe, doesn't... Like, yeah. Not that that's the be-all and end-all, but yeah. I, I think it doesn't help Madison's case. Yeah, for sure, sure. Even Sean Lane, like, he had some really good games this year, and you go, oh, look, we could, we could really... Like, Sean Lane's never going to break the bank, whereas Madison could really start going right. up in value. Um, Nia Corey filled in at centre and was the best was back in the team for two so months. Good. How many games has he played last two years? Madison played 17 last year and 19 yeah. the year before. It's not terrible. Not bad. It feels like less. It feels like less, so... But those were the... Like, he played over 20 the three years before that. Okay, so 19 and 17. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. But there was a feeling like... that. that yeah, it feels they, like... He, yeah. But also the feeling that I was getting the, the, from the eels and the whispers and rah-rah was kind of like... They wanted him in the team more, but like he never... I don't know. Just watching the eels games, I don't remember him cementing that edge, you know? I, I don't know if you can see it there, Matty, how many games he played off the bench this yeah, year. Ju- like, just the last game in the was final. Only, was that it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, I sort of felt like he's been a little bit on the outside. Um, that's that's really surprising. Have you got his minutes there by any chance? I can get him. Don't stress, but uh, yeah, I, I sort of felt like he was. I, I thought he's. I felt the, the same Maybe thing he was too. Playing less minutes, but. Um, Do you think it's the Papali'i effect? effect uh, I, I effect. think it definitely played a role. Whereas like Papali'i was just rampaging, and so we're all focused on him. Whereas Maddo was just getting through his work, and we. But mate, at the same time, like. Papali was their best second role by country mile, and they moved him into the middle as yeah. well. Like, it was a weird... I didn't really understand what they were doing with their back row, and then you, you always had Bryce, who was floating along on the bench, playing good footy. Um, yeah, I would keep Madison around. I think he's got oh, a lot for sure. for that. He only played 80 once after round 11. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. So he's playing less minutes. Okay. Whereas in the first few games, he played 80, 46, 80, 80, 80. Well, he was... A, he was he was an 80-minute player the yeah. year before. Apparently. And then it went like 59, 70, Oh, he's 70, an 80-minute player for 53, sure. 53, yes. 53, 59, et cetera. 
Oh, okay. So I, I also think with Maddo, as much as I like him on the edge, it'd be interesting to see if they didn't have a Nathan Brown to play 13 because I think Maddo would be really good there I too. think I think it actually, he could be a revelation there because obviously he played six. I think he debuted at six. Yep. Um, but he's such a fucking big body that not only do you get that basically a third front rower, but you get a guy that can move the pill around. In saying that, I don't think I can move Nathan Brown. Yeah, I think so he has done a doing. really good job. I think he's a... What do you reckon Brown on the edge? I, I like him at 13. I, I think that... What about impact? Impact player? Would you consider bringing Yeah, him I don't mind it. Yeah, but... It's an, it's an interesting... He's like, just a dog. He just I know. Oh, for every 100%. bone. I love him. I love him, him at 13 side. too. Yeah. I love him at 13 too. be really interesting. I wonder if in the trials they trial Maddo at 13 to see, you know, what he's got. Yeah, I because, mean, in saying that, over the last two years, Nathan Brown has had his fair share of injuries. They've had opportunities to do it if they, they wanted to, yeah, and they haven't. True, so, true. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think they're getting the best out of Ryan Madison. Yeah. Oh, they also lost Corfusi, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wiremu Greg, what's you know, with a guy like him, he come through and there was a lot of hype around him, and he hasn't Heap really. Hype. He's yeah. a fucking big, big boy, big mobile boy. What do you reckon's going on there? Yeah, he's a big bit of gear. Um, I don't know. Came from the Cowboys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah with a heap of raps. Yeah, I don't know. Well, but well, once again, though, I mean, when when Papa Lee leaves, it'd be handy if he was to kick on, I guess. But once again, I, I feel like we're, t- we're saying a lot of potential negatives about their pack. I'm so confident they're going to be a top six team. Yeah, I'm speaking from the perspective of I want them to win a premiership. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not speaking of them like from a perspective of. Uh, yeah, maybe a whatever. I'm speaking of. I feel like this is their year. Where do we get the best out of? Like, I'm not saying they will win a premiership. I'm saying like, I believe that they should believe that they can challenge. That's for their a premiership. next step. Absolutely. They took the Penrith Panthers to the death. That's the closest they've been since 2009. Yeah. By a mile. By and if a you mile. said to me, they're a top three regular season team, I don't think I could argue with you. Yeah. To t- oh, totally. But you put it this way: if they if they hung on to their form for an extra five to six games, you could put them in that. Definitely could be in the top four. Yeah. Um, so very very interesting. Uh, I think two things. My one of my key key players is Will Penasini. I just think that he he could be something special, but he's also going to fill that void. Ever since they lost Jennings, they lost a lot of strike out there. They lost a lot of speed out there. Penasini is strong. He's powerful. He's got a flick pass. He's young. He's confident. He wants the ball in his hands in a big game. I think that if you can get him paired with a firing Wonga Blake, and Wonga Blake's attack's always been pretty good. His defence has been the concern. Him and Fergo really struggled on that edge there. If you can get Penasini and Blake really firing, I think that that's a, that's a, a much more damaging backline than they've had for, for quite a while. What are your thoughts on that? And, yeah. I, and I like Opacek too. I feel, you know, he's yeah, so oh, solid. I actually thought Opacek did really well yeah. when he arrived there. He obviously had a very tough year. His personal life, but sure. um, I love Penasini. We've spoken about this before. I think that was your Christmas wish list for him just to yeah, 100%. keep kicking on, go to the next level. Sure. Wonga Blake's a really interesting one. I, oh, I, I almost sometimes think Wonga Blake is a better athlete than he is footballer. It's fair. Because he is just such a freak. He is so quick. He's so strong. But I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be able to consistently be the guy that I think he should be yeah. based on his ability, if you know what I mean. I think that's – it's just concentration. It's yeah. just like that switching in and out. Um, you know, he's a, it's, it's a tough he's, – he's the toughest player ever to coach because you have to have him there because he's so dynamic. Uh, don't, don't quote me on it, but I remember talking to Roger Fabry two years ago mm. 
And, you know, he came on the podcast and I asked him, who's the fastest guy? Is Josh Adokar? Is it blah, blah, blah? And he said, the guy with the best running technique in the NRL yeah. is Wonga Blake. Wow. He said, if, you, if I had to show someone a manual of how to run, of someone that does it naturally who I can't really help, it's yeah. Wonga Blake. Far out. Which is scary. That's pretty scary. Pretty scary. So, big, huge year for Blake, though. If he struggles this year, he almost, you know, it's almost Super League time. Um, yeah. He, and that's, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's got so much potential. And there's been, f- like, flashes of brilliance where you're going, holy shit, this guy's the next, you know, he's an origin centre, you know? Um, so, hopefully, you can put it together. I, the, the tough thing is, I think Opacek is, is the odd man out, you know? I, I think that I, he's going to really struggle. Well, it just depends. If Blake struggles defensively... But at the same time, mate, at least with Opacek, I know what I'm getting every That's week. That's what I was going to say. Defensively, you're going to know what when you're When I getting. get the best Wonga Blake, I'm taking him. But when I get the other Wonga Blake, give me Opacek. But with a back line that already needs more fire, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it, put it this way. I think Penasini, you lock him in for a position. Yep. As a young centre, in my opinion anyway. And it's going to be a battle between Blake and Opacek. Do you consider putting Blake to an edge, uh, uh, to a wing? Um, well, the other one that I know he's down here as a winger, but I think Hayes Dunster could make a good centre too. Really? He's the other one that I he like. He improved out of sight. Out of sight, His yeah. first few games, I was like, mm, I don't know if this kid's a first grader, but towards the end of last year, I was, I was really impressed with him. So who's your wingers then? Sebo locks down one, and then are you going with Hayes or uh, Bailey from De- Canberra? Depends. Oh, the Bailey. I'm going Bailey, probably. Going Bailey. I really like Bailey. He's, he gets through so much work. He's elusive. He can score. Could be a good little uh, 14 too, maybe. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. they got they got depth at least. Yeah. Now, um, the key, you know, the, the <coughs> deepest key to all of this, in my opinion, is Dylan Brown. If Dylan Brown can fire, they can win a premiership, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go as far to say as Mitch Moses and Guffo have hit their peak, but I don't think they're far off it. Mm. Dylan Brown... Nowhere near his Nowhere peak. near it. Matter of fact, I would argue that his peak is bigger than Moses and Gutho's. I think it will be, yeah. Like, I don't know if he'll ever reach it, but I do believe the his potential. potential. This is a big body that his defence is already sorted, that has some of the best running game when he does run the ball. Um, the reason why I say he's the key is because we know Gutho's going to deliver eight out of, seven to eight out of ten every week. We know Mitchell Moses is going to deliver good, solid footy yeah. um, all year round. He's going to kick you into games. He's gonna, and, yeah. Exactly. And I think, he's, I think that two years ago, if you said to me, is Mitchell Moses a good NRL half? I would say, I'm not sure yet. I think that he's shown enough to say that he's a good NRL half now. I think the best thing that's happened to Mitch Moses is that his stats have gone down. Mm. Yeah, so he's not the, that that flashy. He's not the guy that has to chip, flick, yeah. cut out. He is just he's kicked corners, put you into the right spots. Mm. And I, I, two years ago, I would have said incredible potential with Mitchell Moses. I would have said he's so silky. He's got some of the best ball ball skills in the competition. Some yeah. of his work that he did when they went on that run and just got knocked out by the storm. Some of his tries and that. Remember that ball he threw that afternoon oh, where he threw it man. around his body to Will Smith. It was incredible. Just, Incredible. So two, two years ago, I would have said a lot of potential. I don't know if he'll get there yet. I, I truly, I honestly believe now that he is a, an elite NRL half. And I believe that if you put him in any of like the Roosters, Storm, uh, Rabbitohs, that he would continue to flourish and probably win a premiership. 
if Mitch Moses' name wasn't Mitch Moses and you watched his origin game three in a vortex, you would say, geez, that's a, that was a good performance. He played well. Losing halfback. I, I don't care what anyone says, yeah. he played well. Look, people can disagree. Respect. In my opinion, I, I thought he had a good debut. For especially the second half. If Luke Keary played that game and lost, we'd say it was a good game. Yeah, absolutely. People, I'm, I'm saying Mitch Moses played by the when, way, when, people would say When New good. South Wales um, were coming back into the game, it was all off the back all of because Mitch of Moses. Uh, I totally agree with you there. I was, I was honestly, and again, it's, it's, it's people's opinion and they have every right to it, but I was shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked because it's Mitchell Moses and he's polarising, I don't know why, but anyway. But I was also shocked because I was like, were they watching the same game that I was watching? Like... Here's a guy that didn't really make any errors. When the game was on the line, he impacted his origin game. And then I was like, are we forgetting Cleary's debut? Like, are we forgetting all the other – like, even Maloney's debut? Like, you know how hard it is to come in at seven on a debut and in, in, not even just not make errors, impact the game? And then break your back. Yeah, and literally break your back. Um, and that was early in the game too, wasn't Heaps it? Heaps early. Played the whole game with a broken back and did what he did. Yeah. So Take out the broken back. Take that out of yeah. the argument. Fine. Still played mad. I, I, I totally agree. I, I thought it was a good, solid debut. I was very surprised that um, people were... Were you negative. though? I mean, I was surprised in that I thought pe- more people would be a bit more like, oh, he was pretty good. I think if... Put it this way. If New South Wales win... Yeah, Everyone, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. good, good debut. It's I a think very that, scoreboard opinion. Yeah. Whereas if Quiz Queensland lost... Who, who's the whipping boy? It's Mitchell Moses. Yeah. Um, and I just think that last year, although, yes, I understand that they didn't get to the prelim and it's the same old blah, 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 I do believe he cemented himself as a, a really top-tier half. I'm not sitting here saying that he's a, a premiership half yet, but I do believe that you would put him in your... like. If a lower club was to sign him, I think he would lift that club up. And, mate, to be honest he with you... He did that with the Eels. Yeah, 100%. If, if next year we get Origin... And Cleary's injured, and we're bringing Mitch Moses. I would rather Cleary, but I'm not panicked. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I would actually, as a Queenslander, I'd be, I would be. Obviously, Cleary is just on a fucking absolute another planet. But I would still be like, oh shit! Like Mitchell Moses can put it on, yeah. and his kicking game is so good. And I, and if as a, you know what, as a Queenslander, I would love to have him in our squad. Um, and look, I, yeah, I, I know he's a polarizing figure. I th- I think it's because he's so passionate on the field. And so, like, like a lot of people just don't, I don't know, that they don't relate to that. Um, but so, you know, Mitchell Moses is going to deliver. I, I, I think he's just developed so much, especially with the, the, the vitriol he's copped. But if Dylan Brown can just find that extra step, I, I truly believe he can be something special. I truly believe it. You're and still you, running with him at... Uh, and you know why I believe that? Yeah. Because he's cool. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Noticed he dyed his hair blonde. Fucking cool, man. Immortal status. Um, hey, uh, you mentioned last year you consider playing at centre. Yeah, I'd consider it for sure. Still, yeah? Yeah, I'd consider it. Um, just depends though, you know. Uh, depends who they have to partner Mitchell. I, obviously, I'd keep him at six. But let's say for some reason it's just not working. I either put, I either put him at fullback. I actually think he's got a great fullback's body. Very fucking fast. I would even argue he's probably top three fastest sixes in the game. When you watch some of his cover tackles, he's quick. Yeah, yeah, he covers He's Brown. quick. I'll either put um, Mitch, Mitch and uh, Gutho, 6'7", and him at fullback just to get his confidence back mm. and take that pressure off him, or I'd put him out in the centre and just say, run. Don't worry about ball playing. Don't worry. And then, you know, so, and, and this is – look, I, I'm probably wrong. This is coming from a guy that said that Tom Tavoyevich should, should – 
play center or six when he comes back because I was concerned about the mileage of his body. I was wrong. He's killed it all year. Um, but with Dylan Brown, the reason why I say if he is struggling and putting him in the center is because then he has to run. Mm. He has to run and he'll, it's, he'll almost gain so much confidence from it. He'll be like, oh, shit, I'm actually a really good ball runner. Um, but in saying that, start of the season, it's six and seven Mitchell Moses. We have to remember these guys took the premiers to the death. They had the best year they've had since 2009. Um, and that was with Dylan Brown at, 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 six. at six. And also, over the last few years since his debut, him and Mitch Moses actually haven't played that much footy together. Because whenever last season, when Brown was out, Mitch was in. When mm. Mitch was out, Brown was in. Um, so interesting times. Interesting. I think I think the Hills are in a great spot. I really do. I really think they're in a good spot. They've just got to nail the recruitment for the next year or two. Just shows how hard it is, though, that you can oh, be yeah. in such a good spot, yeah. yet be a distance away from winning a comp, in my opinion, still. Yeah. Hopefully I'm wrong, but shows how hard the NRL is. Oh, yeah, there's, totally. there's 10 teams this year that were just absolute battlers. There's a gap between them and Parramatta, and then yeah. there's a gap between Parramatta and the other. The it's, thing that frustrates me, and sorry to go back to this, the thing that frustrates me with the Mitchell Moses situation is they were wooden spooners when he came. Like, I think he came and they won the wooden spoon. Mm. And they've, now they're a top six side. He's a huge part of that. So I think, weren't they over the cap and they were coming last? Yeah, yeah. So, like, like it was, that's where I'm like, you know, we, there's always the argument of line of, could he do this in a bad team? Could he lift this bad team up? Mitchell Moses has done that. And so has Gutho and, and a, 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 lot of, a lot of other people. But I, I hate that argument. Yeah, I hate I that I argument. For I don't like it either. It's the shittest argument. I don't like it either. I don't like people it People will say, oh, could Cooper Cronk have done it for the Tigers? I'm like, yeah. he didn't have to. They say the it good all teams the, wanted him. They say it all the time about Tedesco. Yeah. And I'm like, oi, did you, did you watch him at the Tigers? Did you watch his origin debut? He was incredible at the Tigers. The prob- it's like, it's like, um, it's like Payne Haas. Let's say Payne Haas goes to the Roosters next year and kills it. And they're like, oh, yeah, but could he do it as a shit team? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, he could. That's what Teddy did before he went to the Roosters. Yeah, but they didn't make the finals. They didn't make the finals. You know what I mean? That's always a fucking argument. It's like, bruh. It's also a case of... If you're a gun player, you're gonna and gun teams want you. You're gonna play for gun teams. Absolutely. And sometimes it's it's really a bizarre thing, but you can get a gun player. He goes back to reserve grade and he plays like a busted. And you're like, what the fuck? Like this is reserve grade. He should be killing it. Goes into first grade because he has better players around him. It's almost it almost releases him to yep. do what he does best. Um, anyway, so look, Eels. I still think they're a step away. I, I agree with you. Um, but if Dylan Brown can fire, I think he. It, Dylan Brown and uh, Penasini, if they fire, I think that they can be the, the kind of like the kindle to light the fire into something yep. special. Uh, now, on to the reigning premiers. Uh, we have the second row. Average experience, 63. Average age, 26. Prop. Average experience, 57. Average age, 23. Hooker. Average experience is 36. Average age is 26. Lock, average age is 26, average experience 53. Fullback, average age is 23, average experience 67. Wing, average experience 47, average age 24. Center, <coughs> average experience 22, average age 20. Far out. That's fucking wild. Um, halves, average experience 45, average age 24, the Goldilocks zone. Um, 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What do you reckon about the Penny Penny Panthers? Uh, yeah, I think they'll be a top three team this year. I think they will be treading water until finals and their season begins. The guy I'm really excited about is Isaac Tago. I think he will yep. play left centre for them. I think he's going to be an absolute weapon. Uh, he has done incredibly well in the South Wales Cup. I went through some of his stats earlier today yeah. for my podcast and some of the stuff he's doing in the South Wales Cup, I think it was 10 games, 9 tries, he's mm. averaging 5 tackle breaks, he's going for 160 metres. Like. What position do you... Like, I watched him play and he was coming on it from 14, I yeah, think. Yeah, he was playing like on the right edge. Centre and that. Yeah. He's one of those weird guys where it's like, is he a centre? Is he a winger? Is he a lock? I reckon when you see him play centre, you'll go, oh, okay, he's a centre. He's center. a centre, you reckon, yeah. specialist? I reckon when he plays left side. He played left side at the, in uh, Reggie's last year for the start of the season. Yeah. Burton was his six, and he had another gun, Talon May, outside Talon, he's Talon May is who I'm excited for. Well, uh, his debut, 200 metres, two tries, absolute fucking beast. When Brian Tolley goes to play sorry, Origin. Sorry, yeah. could you please get up... Um, Tago, is it? Uh, there's Isaac Tago and then there's yep. Talon May. Isaac Tago, could you get his uh, height and weight? Because he, he looks a bit, not not tiny, but mm. not big for a centre these days when you've yep. got guys yeah, like... Um, and that's why I wonder. It's it's like when Stags first came in, I was like, is, I don't know what he is. He's, he's, he's quite stocky, but is he... Is he rangy enough for a centre? Obviously, he filled out and he became, you know, who he is. Yeah. Um, what, what do you got there? So his height is 184 centimetres and his weight is wow. 93 kilos. 184? Yeah. Okay, so he's six foot, 93. So he probably fill out to about, okay. No, that's, okay, fair he's enough. he's 19 I, years old. He seems shorter. Than, do you reckon he seems shorter than 184? I, I don't, but as I said, I've watched him play centre in Reggie's. Yeah. And I think once you see that, you, you, you'll change your mind on him. Yeah, okay. I, I think he will brain it this year. Oh, him, hearing that he's six foot, that, that... Yeah. That, okay, he's clearly big enough for centre. I, I just, when I was watching him play, maybe he's a bit like Slater where they play always low. Yeah. Um, he's also in a, in a big football team too, though. Yeah, yeah, True. So, so 93 kilos. Wow, that's actually – the fact that he's, he's – so he's really mobile. He's actually the perfect size. Six foot. He'll probably hit by the time he matures about your 97, 96, which is what you want as a – so he'd be on the smaller end of, of the, the centres when you've got guys like Trell and Tom Tafoy. But fucking. he's like – he's like Toto. He's strong as all. Yeah, 100%. Oh, he's I love also, him. He's got a little um, kicking game to him as well. Oh, does he? Like sort of like a way Graham, he, he he can drop it on the toe. He he's, he set up a few tries and got a few line dropouts in Reggie. So I loved him when he when he uh, made his debut and he was playing. The energy he brought to that Penrith side was so good. Like again, please don't uh, conflate me, kind of working out in my mind if he's a centre or a winger or a back rower because that's not me saying he's not good. It's mm. just like sometimes you can look at a player and you're actually saying he's better. Exactly because yeah. like he's he's he was so explosive when he came off the bench. Uh, but he, he will be a guy. He'll start at centre, and as his career moves on, he'll be a back row. You reckon end up in the back row? 
Yep, for he sure. He can handle himself in both. Yeah, I think he probably plays best footy in the back row because he's so explosive and his energy, like just his. He was he was much stronger than his size suggested when he was when he made his debut. Often, young guys when they come in, they struggle in the contact. Mm. It's like Suwali. I was so surprised Suwali how well he handled the contact. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I think Togo's going to be really good. Talon May for me, uh, I think. I think. I put it this way, I'm a huge fan of Staines. I I don't think he kicked on the way we thought he was going to kick on. Yeah. And I think there's a real concern that Talon May may take his spot this year if he doesn't become what he we saw he could become. In your mind, Toto left wing, are we are we sticking with Tago at left centre? Well, let's say hypothetical, hypothetical. we are. Um, you got to fix Stephen Crichton, I assume, is he playing right? I, I think whatever Cri- wherever Crichton wants to play, that's where he plays. So whatever, whatever combo has, I think Crichton has always been on Luai's side. So well, he, he was the year before last year was on the right side. Yeah, okay. I think you go Loi, Crichton, Tor. On the left. On the left. Um, and then right, you're going to go... Because you've got to remember, Paul Momorowski's gone now too. So their right centre's gone. Yeah, Naden's gone. Naden's gone. So I, I, I think they'll keep Crichton on the right just to keep a to bit balance of, it. Yeah. And so it's not too one-sided. I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor May is the right, I, I, the right wing. Sorry, I agree. I think... Um, I just like the combo of Loi. Their, their attack was the best... In 2020, and it, when, if I recall correctly, it was Luai, Crichton, Tor. It was, yeah. And they, they were fucking unstoppable. I, I, I honestly though. thought as much as the end of the season it didn't stack up attacking-wise, I thought they were more dangerous with a Matt Burton who had a bit more to his game. Yeah, he was A bit more of a good. passing game and whatnot. Once again, if I'm playing Stephen Crichton at right centre, do you, do whatever yeah. the hell, if you, if you want to pop up wherever, do it. Yep. I, I honestly, just by going off last year's form, I would actually start Talon May over Charlie Staines. Yep. Um, in saying that, you know, you can't replace speed. And he is that old school finisher that, um, you know, every team wishes they had. But it's just going to be – I just felt like last season, maybe it was because we were comparing him to Toto and Toto was just absolutely braining it. And maybe – Maybe that was the issue is that Toto was the winger that they were constantly passing to. So Staines just didn't get the opportunities that, yeah. you know, you thought he would. But, I, yeah, maybe it's, it's second-year syndrome, you know. Maybe he just... Um, I think you've got to remember with Staines too. He arrived and, you know, he scored five or six tries yeah. in his first game, which, yeah. with, like, with all due respect to Charlie Staines, in that position, a lot of wingers would have scored yeah. those five tries. And that's not taking anything away he from Charlie Staines. He did have some Staines. brilliance, though. Like, oh, for sure. Break, but yeah. it built the narrative. I'll never forget the night that he scored those five tries. I had someone message me going, at this rate, he'll beat Ken Irvine's record. And I went, bruh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he went, no, no, I'm serious. And I, I, I thought he was taking the piss with yeah, me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a. I, I feel like we built – the Charlie Staines narrative was built really high early and I feel a little bit sorry for him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I can see that. I, um, the good thing is, is look at their depth for the yeah. wingers. So, Talon May, uh, he's not a centre. I think he's a winger. They've got, this is their wingers. Brian Toll, Robert Jennings, who was actually fantastic last year at the Storm. It was at the Storm last year, was he? Is that the other brother? Is, is that the same, Rob? Yeah. I think he's still there. The one at Melbourne's still there. I'm pretty George confident. Jennings. George Jennings is yeah, still there. Yeah, okay, Melbourne, okay. Yeah. But Robert Jennings. Robert can play, though. He can yeah. fucking play. Um, Charlie, so this is their, just their wingers. Just their wingers. Brian Toll, Jennings, Staines, and Talon May. They could lose two wingers 
and still have Staines and Talon Mays their winger and be fine. Yeah, and be fucking sweet. Then then you look at their centers like you know you can you can always move Talon May into the center. You have got Crichton, you have got Tago, um, Jennings can even play center. Fuck, it's a good squad. Fuck, it's a good squad. Um, now onto their forward pack, Isaiah. Yo, I mean, do we need say more? Do we need say more? Front row. I cannot wait to see two players, Liam Martin and Spencer Lino this year. I think they're really. I think Liam Martin, like after Origin, he struggled a little Took bit. Sting out of him. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a massive year for Liam Martin because he's going to get that opportunity that the Capewell position most likely. I think uh, he will, yeah. And I just think it's going to give him enough game time to really show what he's a. He is a dog. A motherfucking dog. Runs a beautiful line. Very different player to Kurt Catewell. Very Catewell was very like he's very elusive and like very um tough to handle because you don't really know. Is he running a hard line? Is he going overs? Almost Catewell was almost like a center playing back uh was, back row. It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas Liam Martin, very traditional hole runner, dog, get through a lot of fucking work. Um so I can't wait to see him play. But Spencer Lino, uh it seemed like he fell out of favour a little bit towards the end there. But the impact, he was he's still only 21 years old. He absolutely killed it coming through the juniors. And even when he was 19 or 20, he was coming on and skittling blokes. So I really want to see his development this year, especially rotating with Fisher-Harrison and Leota. I, I think Spencer announced himself when he replaced Tavita at the back end of last season. Mm. I, I thought he was unbelievable in those two games. He was, and as much as he only played 20 minutes, but the 20 minutes he played, he really got Penrith on top. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I think that any reservations that Cleary had about Spencer Lino, I think he answered those questions. Yeah, the back because end there was the a period there where it seemed where Ivan wasn't really sure if he was ready yet to be the impact player. What, what, was it Lino that, that Freddie spoke about? No, I think, I think it was Leota? It was me. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah Leota, Leota. No. But I was saying, and I was, it was like just crazy talk in the sense of like, at the time I was saying this is a crazy thing. But I was like, man, Spencer Lini off the bench for New South Wales, I reckon he would fucking do damage yeah. in the middle there. Um, but you're right, I think uh, Freddie did talk about Leota. Leota, was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, which is a fair shout. Well, fair still shout. to have those two with, with Joan Fisher-Harris who... 26 still. Yeah, it's insane. He's 26. James Fisher-Harris... Is twenty fucking six. Like they've got their they've got their front row locked in for the next Moses Leota, twenty six. These are premiership winning fucking props. And the way that Fisher Harris plays, he's not Payne Haas. So I, I just can't see even if if he's at the peak of his career right now for the next five years, it's not gonna dip I don't that think much so. at all. I don't think it'll dip. I think the only like dip will <clears throat> maybe, you know isn't as destructive skittling blokes where you're going, holy shit, Fisher-Harris just changed the game. But he's still making 170, 180 yeah. metres and getting through a lot of good work. Uh, Viliami Kikiao, going to be a really interesting year for him. Really interesting year. I, I think he's matured so much as a player over the last couple of years, especially his defence. Um, you know, everything that happened, he's obviously going to... Fuck, the doggies recruited well. They've got Marnie and Kikiao coming. Fuck off. How they got that done, I'll never know. They got Jordan Belfort in there selling them. That's oh, impressive. Man, honestly, like Kikau and Manu, uh, Mani, and then the year before that, Tavita Panga Jr., Paul Vaughan, Dufty, Adokar, Burton. Like that, 
You could argue it's the greatest recruit. Like, they're wooden spoon team. I, I think there's a fair argument it could be the greatest recruitment drive ever. ever. Like, yeah. it's just in, insane. Um, like, if you would have said to me, would you rather be the Canterbury Bulldogs finishing last and recruiting or the Dolphins with Wayne Bennett? I mean, you could argue at this point, what Canterbury have done their recruitment has yeah. probably been more impressive thus far. Dolphins have got a long way to go. I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But they shouldn't have been able to do what they no did. No way. No way. How they've managed to convince cream of the crop players, arguably some best in position to go to that club, is just... Like, even the Broncos were struggling to get players to the club for a little bit there. To one club it, town. It's, it's, inc- it's, easy. it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, <coughs> yeah, look, the Penny Panthers, we all know what's going to happen here. They look amazing. Um, I, I truly believe, and I know it's hyperbolic, and I don't care I'm saying it, we're witnessing greatness with Nathan Cleary. We're witnessing greatness, in my opinion. I, I just think that when you look at, you know, when you look at what he has already achieved and when he plays, it looks like he has the game in the palm of his hand. He controls everything. Go watch that grand final. His kicking game was centimetre perfect. Like, it was Cooper Cronk-esque. Adam Reynolds was very similar because Cleary's was so good, no one talks about it. Yeah, totally. The kicking game, he was landing the ball literally 50 centimetres from the try line. Like, just just right there. Just right there. Whenever I talk about Cleary now, and it's something special to watch, I agree with you. Yeah. People comment and go, oh, this, that, the coach's son. Like, I don't even respond anymore because yeah. I'm like, you know what? If you want to miss out on something special 100%. that you're going to regret for the rest of your life that you didn't enjoy this when it was happening, you're lost. Totally shit. agree. Totally agree. Like we're we're witnessing a moment. Cleary could have two quiet ye- two quiet years, do nothing, and still be twenty six years old, and go to any club he wanted to. And like it's just we're witnessing greatness. He's already won three uh, origins. Uh, he's won or- players of. Did he win a player of the series or play- when man of the match? I think in the game three, uh, you know, in the grand final he was instrumental. Like tell me one part of Cleary's game that isn't. The best. He's got the most meters for a halfback run. Mm. His kicking game, I, I believe it's the best in the comp He's right the best now. defensive halfback. He's the best defensive halfback. He is probably the most creative. Some of the tries he's put, like, even the, getting the ball out of hookup, boom, kick straight over the Crichton, try time. Like, it's amazing. And, and I just, I love watching it because if you, you, you've spoken to Cleary, this bloke couldn't be more humbled if he tried. You almost want to shake him and go, Oi, Nathan, do you know who you are, bro? Yeah, Nathan fucking clear. You are the man. But it's he's still very, very what I loved about Cleary this year, like I I had so much respect for him when I seen it. So last year they lose the grand final. He throws that intercept and it's just a devastating moment for it. Guess who was still up to come on podcasts and talk about yeah, 100%. it? Yeah. He came on my podcast, he spoke about it, he was open about it. Goes on, has one of the greatest years you'll ever see from a seven. Well, one of the better ones anyway. Guess who was still going on podcasts and talking about it? Kept the same energy as when he was at the depths of it, like absolute depths. Not only did he lose a grand final, we, he lost an origin series. Wins a grand final, wins an origin series by a record amount, and he, he went on your podcast. Mate, correct? he came on my podcast. We did it via Zoom because of COVID, and he, whatever device he was using died halfway through. Mm. And he rang me and, mate, he must have apologised 35 times to me. I felt like saying, can you shut up? <laughs> Shut up and let's just talk. He was the most down-to-earth, yeah. nice guy. 
I mean, on top of all the stuff you mentioned, he's finished second in the Dally M's twice. Blows yeah. me away he didn't win it last in 20. Yeah, that was crazy. No disrespect. No disrespect to, to Jack, but fuck. Cleary should have won. It was that the best one. player in the competition. It was yeah. Nathan Cleary. If it wasn't for Travojevic's greatest season of all time. He, yeah, he nails it. Like, uh, it's then he backs it up with a Clive. I just, what, what more could you... When when people you know are negative or whatever, and, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's not there's not too many anymore. He, he's clearly has become so good that you have to respect him. Yeah, as much as you want to bitch and whine and hate, you can't you can't deny you can't respect what he's done. Like honestly, it's just incredible. And I, and again, I have so much respect for a man that acts the same when he's at the depths of the depths. Like lost to the worst Queensland side in forty years, even though he didn't say that. None of the New South Wales boys did. Devastating loss for for New South Wales. Like think about like he just lost a grand final. And then he lost that series. Like, think about how low you would be. And you're the main guy. Uh, still did all... Like, I just... Yeah, I would argue that man. no one was more criticised than Nathan Cleary during that off-season. He lost four games of football and came second in the Dalian yeah. medal at 23. Yeah. And he was the most criticised player in the competition. Yeah. And that second half, he they in the grand final, they came back. Like, I know you could say the Storm put the cue in the rack. But at the end of the day... That Cleary try was outrageous, where he fucking bumped like three people and then steamed over the try line. Like, that's when I saw that. That's when I, you know, I truly, truly knew. Oh, we got a great, we got greatness here because he he struggled that first half and to come back and be like, get on me back, boys. We're going here. We're gonna have a crack at trying to one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Um, and he's not halfway through his career. No, it's mental. He he could still have another decade to go. Yeah, he, and Cleary is a type of player truly that you could. Any club could sign and he will take that team into finals. Any, he could take any team. Like, think about it. He could, let's say he signed with... He signed with the Cowboys. They're that, a top eight team. They're a top me. eight team. Signed with the Tigers. Top eight team. Um, so, yeah, incredible. I think uh, interesting year for Luai. I think um, he's a, a kind of like an unsung hero. He's, su- he's such a yin to clear his yang. He just fits in perfectly. I think that it was such a, you know... A lot of people disagreed with Ivan Cleary when he chose Luai over Burton to, to, to partner him. It was a huge call. But you have to say, like, don't get me wrong, Burton will most... I wanted Burton. Yeah. I mean, I, I said Luai, but I only said Luai because of the fact that I knew that Cleary and Luai had played together before, juniors, and that's so important. And that's the other thing long-term. I mean, you look at how close Brian Toto, Stephen yeah. Crichton, like... These guys could all take a little bit. Like, they're a genuine team that I could see taking less money for the rest 100%. of their careers to stay together. Absolutely. So, Nathan Cleary, I mean, what, he's one premiership, one Clive Churchill with 10, 12 years to go in his career, and he could be surrounded by absolute studs the entire time. Well, I think he will be. I think they're in a position where... And, mate, they haven't even started to swing their dick in the market That's yet. what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, like, th- this is a team that even... Let's say Crichton gets off in a million somewhere. They just go straight into the market. Boom, straight into the market. And are you telling me there isn't... Think about the young kids in Penrith right now. Guns, one of the biggest areas for rugby league that are frothing on rugby league. Like, like the, six, the 14, 15-year-olds. It's almost like the young kids in Queensland when the Broncos in the early 2000s that were just like, I would die to play for the Broncos. That's what's happening in Penrith right now. We've got these young kids that are representing the area more than we've ever... I don't think we've ever seen an NRL team truly like truly represent an area the way Penrith do. Um, yeah, it's exciting times for Penrith. Exciting times. And then I think for the next 
number of years. You're going to have Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo running the New South Wales team with rep players around them, building relationships yep. there, seeing how dominant they can be. Like it's there's just more and more draw cards yep. coming in, and I'll, you know, a lot of I, I know a lot of people have negatives on Ivan Cleary. Still, is there a coach that just backs his guys in more? I just think he's he's develops into into yeah. such a good coach. I think that you could have the negative, kind of the negatives a, a few years ago. But we have to remember, coaches are developing too. Like they don't just come out of the womb knowing how to coach. But another thing to remember, Ivan Cleary took them with one took the Tigers from one win of finals footy. The next year, they just kept going down and down and down. Yeah. I, th- I think people forget because it happened so like I understand that yes he left his contract and I understand why Tigers fans would be pissed like I get that but he had th- that squad one win away from finals the best they've played in a very long time you know the next few years they had the same squad and it wasn't anywhere near as good so he deserves his raps I'm and respectfully to Tigers fans tell me he made the wrong decision yeah I mean yeah it, <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. It clearly was the right. I think Ivan sat down and said, look, you know, integrity-wise and all that kind of stuff, yes, it is technically the wrong thing, but I'm willing to wear that for the opportunity to coach my son. Uh, and, yeah, it's the right call. I don't think – look, I don't think he's regretting it. I don't think he's regretting it. Like, imagine the moment that he had putting the Clive Churchill over his son's neck after they've just won a premiership. Is there a greater moment in a dad's life ever? I don't ever? think so. I, it's got to be the greatest. After they, the first year he arrived, they got smashed in the meat. Like they were struggling to put wins together. It was a bad call. How could you get rid of Hook? Oh my God, the son and the father have too much power. Like they got annihilated in the media. And then boom, premiership. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, another big year. Another big year.